This is Kyle Taylor and Tune In San Diego, and I'm sitting here with Sergio Gutierrez. And Sergio, well, he's a talented individual. He does a few things. And Sergio, you want to tell us what you do? Uh, well, I do a, a few things. I'm an artist, a musician. Um, I'm part owner in a champagne company. Wow. And uh, So you I learn just, something new every day. You learn something new every day, yeah. And, and I like to view myself as somebody who... Uh, just tries to bring out people's um, potential, right? I mean, I do all of these things. Um, I've also been in like bodybuilding competitions and stuff, but I feel like in the back of my mind, I'm doing things, these kinds of things to let people know like, look, you can just, you can do all kinds of stuff. You don't just have to choose one thing. No, if, if you choose one thing, you're going to get burnt out and you're bored. Right. And have a little bit of variety, you know, life's a colorful thing. It really is. It, it, it's colorful if you make it colorful. Yeah, and one of the things you do is you do apply color to life mm -hmm. as as your artist. And that's, you know, one of the things that we, how I met you, really. I mean, well, I met you down at Cafe 21. Okay, this was probably in 2018-ish. Not even that long ago. Really? 2020, beginning of pandemic, pre-pandemic. Right. Yep. And I was there, and Sergio... This is a small little cafe in the gas lamp, and Sergio's there, like, playing behind it. I was like, this is the best guitar player I have ever <laughs> This is the best guitar player I've ever seen in San Diego. Like, reali realistically, like, fantastic. Thanks, man. And then it, we got, you know, I ordered some shots. You know, hey, let's, you guys got to have a shot. And we really got to know each other. We started driving, did all the social media follows. Right. You're playing with Kevin. I was playing with Kevin Freebie on bass. Yeah, man, yeah. He, he's just walking that thing. Yep, yep. And it was a it was a great you know it was a great gig, and I really enjoyed it. And then this you know, this pandemic got in the way of everything, but yeah, it did. <laughs> I want to back it up just a minute here. How what what brought you to San Diego? So I know you're from New Mexico. I am, and mom and dad are still there. Mom and dad are still there. Still married. Still married. Yep. Like almost, they've been together almost 40 years. So wow. That's, that's pretty cool. That's amazing. So yeah. Not your traditional artist background, you know, you have a nice family at home. I do. That's I do. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And, and they always supported whatever the heck I wanted to do. And I think that's why I've succeeded in these two industries that are very difficult for most people to really succeed in, right? The, mar the hardest. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's difficult to become a working musician. A lot of musicians have another gig, right? Whether it's a day gig at a supermarket or what have you. Yeah. And especially as an artist, too, you know. there You're are, the starving musician and starving artist. Right, and there are artists out there who, I mean, their artwork is far beyond amazing. I mean... I, I consider my art pretty simple compared to, but there are some some artists that just do this intricate work and they charge almost nothing for it and that's they don't know how to make a living from it. So backing up, I think it was all due to my parents really just not even pushing me, but just whatever I needed, they were just supportive of that, right? If I were to break a string on a guitar, they would not think twice. They're like, yeah, well... Get in the car. Let's, let's go let's, get one. Let's go get you a new set of strings, right? And yeah. with that full support, I think it's important, you know, as a kid, I just always felt that net where a lot of musicians and artists uh, specifically 
don't feel really supported because you are making yourself very vulnerable. Yes. Whether you're putting out a piece of artwork or whether you're up on stage singing a song. And you're not getting like the Joe Jackson to support, which is like too much support, you know? Right, right, exactly. I'm not, they're not holding my hand. Yeah, exactly. So that right balance is, right. you know, what you had as your, you know, sort of home upbringing into becoming a musician. But how'd you get to San Diego? That's one thing I don't know how, what, what led you here? I mean, besides San Diego being awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's kind of a long story, but... I knew right off the bat, once I picked up a guitar at 15 years old, I quickly found out that where where all the hype was, was not in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Not in Albuquerque, not New Mexico. Not in Albuquerque, New Mexico, right? That's not where the hype was. Yeah. So, so I, I always actually had uh, California, um, L.A. specifically, on target. That was always my dream. Yeah. And... At 18 years old, I got a full ride to college. Nice. Full ride to college to study music. And it was actually my English teacher that basically made me quit college. Not made me, but but really uh, made me realize. She goes, what do you want to do? Well, I want to be a musician. She goes, well, do you want to teach music? And I was like, no. She goes, well, you're studying music here at the University of New Mexico, correct? I go, yeah. She goes, well, what do you want to do with it? I was like, I just want to, I want to know how to, I don't know, do this music thing. Do music thing better. And, yeah, do music <laughs> better. And, and I want to perform for people across the world. And she goes, well, what are you doing here? Go do it. Wow. No college is going to teach you, uh, you know, how to have stage presence and what to do when you break a string on it on guitar or what to do when uh, the manager of the club doesn't want to pay you at the end of the night. Yeah. There's no college that teaches that you just have to go do it. And dude, I right after that, it just like blew my mind. I picked up a construction job, saved some money. And at 20 years old, I moved to Hollywood, California, right on Sunset Strip. Wow. Yeah, it was incredible. How much money does one save to leave Albuquerque and get to LA? Do you have a night? Do you remember? Dude, I tell this story all the time. I had $500 in my pocket. <laughs> so a bunch of money. You were living large. <laughs> I, I drove my 1994 Camaro. Nice. Packed with clothes and guitars. And um, I already had a place set up. My drummer. How many pairs of chaps? Three. Three pairs of chaps. Three pairs of chaps. Good man. How did you know? I just oh, had, wait. I've oh. seen you live. <laughs> That's right. That, I actually got in trouble for wearing those assless chaps. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, not by me. I didn't report well, you. Well, you know, some people were like, it's a bit much. I'm like, man, this is the entertainment business. Yeah. I'm sure the, I'm sure the ladies in the audience didn't say, or fellas, yeah, that, some, this, that this isn't too much, you know? Well, and even, even, some, even some dudes who were just like, bro, that's awesome. Yeah. Like that takes balls, you know. Yeah, man. You know, well, you got you work out, you know. So if it was me, it'd be like, oh god, <laughs> make it stop. This is too much. Uh, no, they'd they'd be like, take off your shirt, you know? let it roll, baby, let it roll, baby. So you're in LA, five hundred bucks, three pairs of chaps. That's right, assless chaps, assless chaps. And dude, my drummer at the time, his uncle had a spot for us right on Sunset Strip. I kid you not, two days into being in L.A., he he gets up, the uncle gets up one morning and goes, screw it, I'm moving back to Florida. 
Wow. Packs up his things and leaves that very next day. Damn. So here we are, no money, a big apartment on Sunset Strip that we can't afford. We yeah, have like no way. we have like a week before we're out. And to make a long story longer, just visited San Diego and loved it, dude. It was it was real. And by real meaning everybody I met was so nice. Yeah. Was so chill. And just the beaches were I'd play guitar for people around their fire, you know, their little campfire there. And they were just so welcoming. I want to be Sounds like you're an OB. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the drum circle. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, and dude, I just really love that vibe because I, I don't know if you spent a lot of time in L.A. I try and avoid L.A. Is Dude, and everybody has different experiences. I'm not saying L.A. is like this across the board, but my experience moving out there, 20 years old, not knowing what the hell I was doing, I just didn't really meet that many real people. No, yeah. Everybody's everybody just kind of, they have that energy of like, let me see what I can, you know, suck out of this person. Yeah, man, they're going to drain you. Yeah, or let me stomp on them so I can get here, right? It, it was that kind of energy for me. That was my experience. So, Well, that's sort of what's notorious with Hollywood. But I will say this. There's something that's drawing my attention to L.A. as we speak. Ooh, tell me. There is a new what they call, you know, pop-up bars. Okay. And it's blockbuster themed. So like the old blockbuster video themed. Yeah. They made it look like a blockbuster. And I miss Blockbuster like a lot. Like the video chain. I that was a that was a great night. Oh, that, it was awesome. Yeah. And if you wanted to like, you know, screw over your ex girlfriend, you'd go rent a bunch of movies and never return them. That's right. Did that one time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And it was a river run through it was the movie. Really? <laughs> of all movies to do that with. Well, you know what? Do you remember going in and you're like, I hope this movie is available. And oh. It, and yeah. it wasn't. So you'd have to wait. You had to have a plan B. Yeah. Or totally. wait for it to come through. Yeah. It was interesting. And it had a certain smell. Yeah. You know, you walk in the blockbuster, you kind of smell like the, the plastic, but like the candy and popcorn. Yeah. Everything kind of mixed together. You're like, I'm in blockbuster. Yeah. And you just knew it. And Hollywood video just didn't cut it for me. I was like a diehard blockbuster guy. Funny, my mom actually worked at Blockbuster uh, at one point. She needed, you know, a little extra income and stuff. She worked like the graveyard shift at Blockbuster in Rancho so you got San the Diego. Up. <laughs> yeah, we got yeah we got free videos, which was great. Because then when she'd be at work during the day, we had the babysitter covered. You know, just here's a stack of videos. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, so that was so that might bring me to L.A. I think I might go up there and check that out. You know, I was just like, and you're welcome to come. <laughs> Let's <laughs> if go. You'd like to go for a car ride. You know what? I'm down to go for a day, maybe two, but yeah, you know. We live in paradise. We San, live in the best place. San Diego. It's it's incredible. Except for when Joe Biden comes into town and the weather changes and the lightning and thunder and storms and snow. But other than that, we cruise. Other than that. We cruise. Uh, we do a nice little uh, life here in San Diego. So where did you first move to when you got to San Diego? Oceanside. Oceanside. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy, I met this guy. He was playing in a band at a bar called Bubs right by the Oceanside Pier. Yeah. And I stroll in with my boys, and I'm wearing all leather. Again, I'm 20 years old, and I was all into Molly Crew and White Snake and all these bands. So I wore nothing but leather, you know, when I first moved. Nothing out here. but leather. Nothing but leather. <laughs> so the leather chaps got a lot of uh, yeah, playtime. I'm sure. Yeah, and, and um, Sergio works out. Like you, you, you. I see. I'm following you on Instagram. You have you have a good, you know, regiment going there. So you're, you know. 
Was that was that the case when you were new to San Diego, or is this more of a more recent thing? It's a more recent thing because it kind of ties hand in hand with the um, the people I was meeting when I first came out here, specifically in LA. Like nobody respected. Well, let me put it this way: I got in a lot of fights living on Sunset Strip because people yeah. would call me little girl. Wow! So I I was skinny. I, I wore skinny jeans before they were cool. Yeah. You know, what I, ha- I had long hair. This was in 2007. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's I the, had yeah. long hair. And, dude, I, I'm a lover, man. I, I don't. Yeah, you're the nicest guy. I don't judge anybody. I mean, they could be dressed up as a as a thug or they can be tall, short, purple, yellow, green. I don't, I don't care, man. I love people. And I hated the fact that people would judge me right off the bat. You know, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start working out so people don't talk shit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. How long was your hair at that point in your life? Oh, it was still like was mid, it longer? mid back. Wow. Yeah. yeah. My hair has been this length probably, oh gosh, since I was probably 17, 18. Wow. So yeah, almost 20 years. Yeah. And so I, uh, you know, we, we touched on this the other night. Serge and I did a little hang on Halloween. Yeah, that was so cool. Dude, last minute hangs like that. Was, yeah. It was incredible. Just hanging out in the kitchen, you know, that's the good stuff. And we had the ladies, you know, squawking, so good stuff. But yeah. I'm growing my hair out a little bit. Um, I love it. Don't know where it's going to go, but um, we talked about this. It's in that weird, awkward stage where it's sort of, you know, I have to wear a hat. I can't do much with it, and I'm afraid to get a haircut because I don't want them to mess with it because i got to see where it goes. Right, right. And that's where, coincidentally enough, the long hairs, they have tons of videos on wow. YouTube that that they they uh, basically give you information on what to do with that awkward stage. And it, they have a lot of really great tips. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to check you them gotta out. you got to check that out. So, flash forward, now you're in San Diego, right? So, how did you get into the scene? I mean, that's a... From 07, now it's 2022. That's a lot of time to cover. What did that look like for you? Were you working a couple jobs or, um, or was yeah. it always music? It was, well, at first. that 500 bucks probably is, right, is oh long gone. Oh, my gosh, dude. I, I don't know how I made it. Yeah. I don't know how, well, it, well, going back to it, my parents uh, gave me an extra, like, 1000 bucks. Oh, that's like, awesome. When, yeah, when yeah, shit hit the good fan. Good family stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so again, they just support whatever I needed because my mom was like, you're not coming back home. Yeah. You know, you're going to do what you set out to do in California. That's so awesome. Yeah. So, you know what? It's simple, man. I just always, I, I knew that if I just kept going, things would click. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people don't have patience for that kind of stuff. They'll start something and they'll have a dream but, dude, they run into one little barrier, and they just, they stop. Or yeah. they slow down. And, dude, this is all about momentum. Whatever oh, you want to yeah. do in life, Business, man. life, whatever. Like, Oh, it's momentum, man. Yeah. You just have to keep doing it on a daily being basis. Being persistent. Exactly. And especially now with social media, it's not, uh, it's not enough just to do it every day. You have to show the world that you're doing it every day. You have to post Oh my! Whatever industry you're in, it is so exhausting. You're telling <laughs> me, bro. I yeah, post several artist. times a day, yeah. so I'm posting the art. I'm posting the music, and you know, I I like to sprinkle in personal life because people like to connect. Oh, totally. That's you my know? favorite stuff. For me, it's like people always like, "Oh, I mean, your your social media is so hot and cold, Kyle." I'm like, "Yeah, when it's cold, 
all the my boxes are rented out. If it's if it's super hot and everywhere, I got like seventy. I gotta get rented out. Right. And like that's literally like so. Like when you watch our our if you ever go to like our Instagram for the business, it's like super 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 active. All these things and like just like generic post post every so often. And then like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. And you can just tell what what our ebbs and flows are right there. Sure, sure. <laughs> so I'm working on coming up with you know, more of a strategy just for general stuff. I'm sure. That's something that you guys have been a, you're, you know, in your business. I mean, and it is a business. I mean, and you're treating it like a business, what you're doing. Like oh, no, that's I'm management. Treating, I'm treating it like a business. That's the first thought. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of artists, whatever you are, whether you're a writer, whether you're a musician, a painter, you know, they're they're doing their thing. But, dude, you got you to gotta have business in the forefront. You could be the best guitar player in the world. I see it all the time. There are guitar players that will blow me out of the water that are half my age, but they're just sitting in their bedroom, yep. just wailing. Or, or similar, sim, similarly, yeah. uh, with artwork, there's people like painting these amazing paintings, but then, then what? You're done. Then what? That's yeah. the then what is what you need to figure What's out. What's up next? You know that's the business. Yeah, you have to have uh, for you have to forecast everything. I mean, I'm sure everything. You're booking gigs out, and you know that's that was the first thing I did. I know that you know you, you went through a, a lot with the pandemic. We met right before it happened, and uh, the, and I had told you I said, look, I, you know, I want to see you guys again. And there's a little lull in like the middle of 2021 where they like. Uh, loosen some of the restrictions and all that. Right. And I threw a party. <laughs> so I, I I was like, who am I going to get? I got to get music. And I was like, going to get that Sergio guy I saw. He's great. And I was like, I got, who, what, what buddies do I know that are like struggling? Cause it's been terrible. So I got yeah. like my friend that owned a taco shop and like all these things. And then the, uh, FMX, uh, Phoenix is what they call it. Um, that studio is right. a great little spot. And I called them. I was like, he's like, yes, please. Like, they opened up, and then right when the pandemic happened. Yeah, and well, and we appreciate people like you, man. Like, seriously, there's a lot of people who uh, kept, you know, locals in mind for their parties and for entertainment and for whatever. I mean, that was a huge plus, and, and you guys yeah, really you, pulled us through. And you came through the, the pandemic. I mean, how does that affect you? I mean, it seemed like you were you kept pretty busy because it depends. There's two ways you could do it. You could hide in a corner or you can, you know, literally be a rebel and break some rules and, and keep people entertained so they don't, you know, music's a huge part of life. Art's a huge part of life. And I'm sure there were some gigs, plenty of gigs you got booked done. Yeah. Actually, I, I learned... From I listen to a lot of Grant Cardone. Are you familiar? Oh yeah, yeah. Ten X so, baby. Ten X baby. So Grant, he's all about, you know, when people are contracting, you got to be out there, man. That's that's a perfect time to really throw yourself out there, and and I believe personally, I I believe I did it in a safe way because when the pandemic hit, um, you know, a month or two into it. Started putting the pieces together like a lot of us did, and it didn't make sense. Yeah. I wasn't following the narrative personally. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, dude, you know what? I can still throw backyard parties. Yeah. You know, I can still I can still play at a, a venue with, with the manager who's willing to open the venue who has similar views. Yeah. As a lot of Americans. As, Most people. Right. <laughs> Most people. 
So even 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 the the people that were putting down the hardest restrictions were out doing their thing. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's not even like fair to anyone to say any otherwise because there were just things that you knew you were gonna do. Like I knew I was gonna go to the, like a couple weddings. I, yeah. I knew that things were gonna still happen. Sure. And so you still had the opportunity by being willing to not let everything you've worked for, you know, starving with the three chaps and 500 bucks from LA till yeah. now you're in 2020, you're not going to turn all that off. Well, dude, check this out. So where, I think you'll appreciate this, where in, in our industry, in the music industry, it, all the venues shut down, right? And I think from, from what I saw, musicians kind of threw their hands up and said, well, I guess gigs are over for a while. I'm just going to have to see what, and, and that's, that's putting power into somebody else's hands. And that's, I, I don't, uh, yeah. I don't like to do that. Right. So what did I do? I, I thought, okay, what are people doing? What are the masses doing? They are contracting. Okay. So I'm not only going to put myself out there, but another side of it is musicians are going really broke because musicians are not, known to have a uh, good financial. Yeah. Not good savers. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so, cocaine's expensive. It is. And so is cheese <laughs> and hookers cheese and hookers, you know, <laughs> those things. Hey, they needed to work during the pandemic too. Oh, they, I think probably did pretty well. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so I, I also thought too, well, let me help my friends. So dude, I did the opposite of what every musician did. I set up gigs where I could. I had people donate money. And I gave it away. Wow. And dude, that's when my business exploded. And that's when I found out the true sense of giving. Like it does come back. Giver's gain. Oh my gosh. I've never heard that. Is that a term? Oh yeah. Giver's gain? Oh yeah. Dude. It's a term from Rotary. Okay. Yeah. And I've been a road. Some of my best friends I met when I was in Rotary. That's a rabbit hole I could take everyone down, but I, right. we, we had a Rotary Club. We ended up in Walnut Creek, and so, and then and I had you know my first child, and I was like, okay, well I can't be you know meeting one. So I, if I have three hours free, I when is that? Ten years ago? Yeah, Jack Jack's uh, ten. Yeah, so it was a while back. But anyway, yeah. So givers gain is a great uh, you know ad. Is that an adjective officially? That's uh, my little phrase. Sounds good. Yeah, adjective. We're gonna have to have some. I need what I need is uh, Dave Ray, who's been on the show. He's a verbal vigilante. He needs to come on here and tell me what what to say right there. I need to talk to him. Yeah, he wrote a book. Really? For, yeah, it's a good podcast episode. Check it out. Okay. So anyway, Giver's Gain is like what I've always looked at, and that's sort of why we're sitting here in the studio right now. Mm-hmm. Because when I did uh, not have any budget really for advertising and marketing, like a, like a re- like we had our basic budget, but to really get you know going and to get the brand exposure I was going for, right? Well, I had a bi- I had a camera. It's sitting over the small one right there. I had that a, looks expensive, by the way. The big one, yeah, the big one's really expensive. That's that's you can, oh the smaller the I little see. guy, okay. yeah, that, that, little I, I, guy. I, yeah, it was the Costco special. But I started making videos for the Chamber of Commerce and stuff. And they had posted, and I started doing like a weekly update when the t- pandemic happened. Uh, I was then then this pandemic happened, it really became valuable because there's no way for a lot of small businesses to network. So the mm. chamber stayed relevant because I I would film people at the at the chamber office. They'd come in, we'd follow protocols and whatever. Right. But I would, they'd still get some exposure, you know. Yeah. And so that's what I did, you know. And so I I was able to give back, and I would give it to elementary schools, and then people would start hiring us because. They saw me being so involved in the community. 
and that's just who I've always been. And going back to learning that from uh, from Rotary, right? But then you keep moving forward and and just keep applying it. And even this podcast that we're doing right now, like there's no real like agenda to, towards it. It's just right. that hey, look, there's not a cool San Diego podcast that's covering all the things that I want to cover in the way that I want to do it. Because everyone has an agenda that has a podcast, and they have people they're trying to appease. Not everyone, but the ones that, that sure, sound a like lot local. of them. I'm not trying to make you love me or hate me or whatever. Or, or, or get, you know, sell sandwich subscriptions, you know, <laughs> or whatever. I'm just trying to, you know, talk about it and, and, and keep it going and keep the conversations, you know, like with people like yourself, like right. Sergio's awesome. One of the best musicians I've ever seen live, like Thanks, literally man. a great guitarist, great singer. You did my buddy's wedding, David. That's right, dude. That was so fun, right? I Jumped mean, in the water, all of us. That was, was incredible. And you did our, the MyBox uh, holiday party. <laughs> And that was really sweet because, like, Sergio also paints live. Mm -hmm. And we haven't even talked about that today. So not only does Sergio do a fantastic performance, even, you know, you can do, you know, by yourself, solo artist. Is that the right term for that? Yeah, solo. Yeah. When he did solo, Sergio, guitar, and a canvas. And just your personality, the charisma you, you have covered a... Like a lot of lulls in the event, right? You kind of keep the flow, you keep the conversation, cracking sure. little jokes, little quips, all the things. And then when you take a break from performing as a musician, bam, now you're an artist and you're doing a live painting. And, right. and that took place over at uh, David's uh, wedding as well. And so you did That's right. a picture, of the, a portrait of the wedding couple, mm-hmm. the bride and groom, but they live down in Mexico. David lives down there, so you do the right size. They can roll it up and, and take it with them. Yeah, and so it's just it's such a unique, you know, really a, a unique um, experience when you're you're at one of your your shows or your gigs or I don't even what do you like to call them the the Sergio is it your show gig what I know yeah a lot yeah of I I mean I kind of use them I kind of throw both yeah yeah both right. around um, yeah it's really fun man I I'm really happy to bring a unique show to the masses and it works in several different ways. I mean, I can, I can do it at a wedding, play cocktail hour and then do live painting while the, the wedding party's eating dinner and then rock out with the full band during the you reception. Have, and you did have the full band. Yeah. And then people are just like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? And that's what people were saying to me. And I, and then, um, so it's my, one of my best friends and his mom was like, Cause I put her in touch with you and I said, look, you know, Sergio's going to, he can handle whatever you throw at him. And she kept telling me he's just so business oriented, like professional. It's not like you're like sell, 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 like that type of business. It's like, but you know, very organized, very punctual responding back on time. And when you're booking an artist, especially for a wedding, but I've done a lot of events over the years, but that level of communication, it's so comforting because if you don't do a lot of events, especially a wedding, but if you don't do a lot of events in right. your lifetime and you're hiring somebody, it could be very, you know, nerve wracking, give you tons of anxiety because lots of vendors don't get back to you. They, they don't respond. You have to follow up with them, all these things. Well, I have a hack. Uh-oh, what's that? So it works really well. I forgot where the heck I heard it, but 
every time I get, let's just say, an email for a wedding, okay, I'm not going to open that email unless I'm prepared to reply with whatever they need or with whatever I need, you know, with whatever, whatever information. So a lot of people, they'll do, oh, I got an email, click, read, 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 read. Okay, I'll do that later. And then it fills their mind with all this junk that they have to do later. They're doing that with their Facebook messages because I get that. Uh, I get a lot of inquiries through Facebook and Instagram. So if the point is, yeah. if I'm not ready to respond to a potential client or a client uh, at that moment, I just don't open it. Yeah. And then and then wherever, if it's, let's just say I'm driving. Okay, and then I get into the next destination. Okay, I'm going to open that email and that email and and set aside 10, 20 minutes to respond properly to those two emails. So, yeah. so it's very conscious. Yeah, it, that's smart because as I'm, you know, seasoning myself as well, I have really um, come to the point in my life where block timing things is so valuable. Right. And I was, I was more of a reactor. I would react to a lot of things for years. Everything, you know, the, the world was always on fire. God, get this and God, this and when you set the time to really, you know, really do a good quality job and focus on the task at hand, it becomes a much better product. So if you were just much to respond better. back with, Hey, how's it going, Jane? You know, and then I'll get back to you soon. It's not the same. And I think that a lot of people, they get an email and they think it's like a text message or needs to be get, gotten right back to you right away. I'm really starting to, only check my email a couple times a day so I can give a, like a proper response and be in the right setting and sure. process it right. And you'll get people out there too. I'm sure this happens to you. The follow-up, you'll get like three emails or email, text, message, phone call from the same person in the same day within a couple hour time frame. I'm like, yeah, like I, I got it, you know, but like I'm also, you know, with another customer or I'm having a sure. meeting or hosting a podcast or all these things. And I have protocols in place. You know, I have another phone line. We have a live answer. But if you're calling me directly, I never said that I work 24-7 and get back in five seconds, you know. Right. And we do a great customer service and everything. But if you're calling me directly on my cell phone, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm calling you back in like one minute, you know. Like you just – and I know that the world's becoming that way, and I'm trying to like – I think that eventually it'll probably evolve back to how it was. You know, hey, leave a message. I'll right, get back right. to you. It's not like you're sitting on your couch, like waiting for their call specifically. Yeah. You're like, I'm doing things. And a lot of people, like, uh, I always like to set an appointment, you know, because I'll close 100% of jobs that I go and, and sit with somebody at. Right. So I'll say, look, I people ask me, how many, you know, containers do I need or whatever? I'm like, oh, well, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not there with you, you know, but I'd love to come and meet with you and chat with you. And, and sometimes we're not even the best option and I'll give you a better option. Right. You know, so that, cause I know that, you know, I want the right service for you and being in the right place, the right time to your hack point is so important. You know, yeah. I think that, you know, a lot of musicians, especially if you're listening to this, you can, you know, learn something from just, you know, just, just having the right uh, mindset when you're going into those emails. Cause you're right. If you're driving or if you're, you know, in between gigs or shuffling a baby around, whatever the case may be, right. walking a new puppy. That's right. <laughs> it's not the best time to get to, to be in contact with somebody. You're distracted. Yeah. And another hack that I like to use is, uh, if we're talking about the music, like, oh, okay, I'm having a, a wedding here. It's this date. Um, you know, how long 
do you typically play? They have all these questions, you know, and it's like in this big paragraph. And what I like to do is I like to do bullet point replies. Yeah. So that's just like, okay, there's one question. Boom. There's the answer. Read their second question. Boom. There's the answer. It just, it just fast tracks everything. And then their replies tend to be a little more simple as well. Yeah. Cause I set that tone with my initial reply. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. And I try and get people away from text message. I don't know if, you, if you're a big texter, but for me, like we have a mainline texting service. Yeah, I use this this service. It's really cool for managing them. You can watch them all on a on a on your dashboard and all that. It's really cool, and it's the same number. It's on the side of our you know, our containers, trucks, everything. And and so if I'm responding, if someone wants to text, I'll move them over to that platform because that platform is also managed by you know our office staff and all that. other people. Yeah, so like you don't manage it. Yeah, well, I mean, I see it, right? But it's it's all stuff that someone else could respond back to, and it's right. the same. They don't know if it's me or the next person. So you'll text me sometimes about a MyBox order from or whatever order from your your personal line, and then I'll respond back from them. Hey, this is Kyle. This is our you know the work line, and then now there's like five people that see it. Mm. You know, so it's as you know as you get smarter, you're like, I know that if someone's you know especially when they start with a text, right. Starting with the text is like, oh god, and I and I love you know that you have to communicate on all platforms, but having the right systems in place for me, it's beneficial because if you have people in right right you know spots in your business and as you're growing and all that that are you know set up for that, there's somebody sitting in front of a computer waiting for those yeah texts yeah we have that at our office. There's two people sitting there waiting there to be able to process an order right. I'm like out trying to get those text messages to come. So it's an inter- interesting thing. So people contact you directly. Like, oh man, I love that I got contacted because now it's a sale or lead. But right. now, how, how are we going to process it? So it's taken like, you know, decades of my life to come up with a really effective system. But that way, people get the level of service they wanted. They still get a like, you know, contact in one of the owners. So they right. got to feel cool, you know, and then you get. The, the end result that turns out nicely. And then I'll, I'll meet with my, I'll meet personally, you know, I'll come out there I, every sure. appointment. I love it. You know, do you ever get those people who send you those voice texts? <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I get it. Sometimes it can be very uh, intimate or something. Yeah. Or, or, you know, it's just like they're driving, they want to send, but when it, the whole conversation becomes this whole like voice, 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 and especially if you're trying to book something and get specific times and dates and and wants and needs, I don't want to be looking through and li- re-listening to all these audio messages, yep. right? I'd rather have it in text so that you can revert back to the conversation and be like, oh, okay, it's this date. Uh, okay, it's this location. Yeah. Cool, they want this, this, this. Instead of... Well, one thing that I'll, I'll give you one of my little things uh, that I do, you'll like this one. So I have an onboarding form. Okay. So let's say you get that initial customer. They've agreed to, hey, they want to work with you, right? You send them an onboarding form. And they fill out all the details that you can do it with them. But they fill that out. And now you have it all. It's a nice little, you can have a video of yourself. You can have a welcome introduction, everything you want. So you send your onboarding form. They fill out the dates, times, all that. It's super quick for them to do because it's, it's all relevant. It's their right. own stuff. And they don't have to... 
And the phone usually will automatically populate it for them. So it's like the email. It's, right. So, so it, they can just tap, 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 tap. Tap, highlight, they just hit. Here's the date and everything. Yeah. yeah. And then it's on. And then I even have stuff on there like, you know, optional. If you want to put your Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Because this is more when I'm onboarding on like a contractor, bigger company. Mm. Um, I was using us all the time. That way we can tag them and stuff and all that. And who the, what the billing instructions are. Just everything, really. And then that populates into my um uh, CRM and now I'm managing that. And so I have all these levels and stuff, which I'll, I can, as a friend, I'll show you how, how we do all the tricks, but you, know, but you I, have a good system. It was, so you're, everyone has their system. And I, so I, I do have a good system, but I would, and this is a shameless plug. I am actually currently looking for somebody to, I'm looking for an assistant. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I, I'm my own bookkeeper. I'm my own content creator. I'm my own everything. You name it. I do it all. People are like, wait, do you you book all your gigs and you do all your social media and you keep track of all? I'm like, yeah, I do everything. But I'm at the point in business where I need to delegate some things, uh, yeah. a lot of things. Yeah, and so that's one of the things that, like, you know, that i have really been helping a lot of people with in life over the years is systemizing stuff. And, and we Dude. actually have – I have a virtual assistant. And so for a lot of the stuff – Are they in India? No, no, no. She's in the Philippines. Okay. Yeah. And just, you know, college graduate, speaks, you know, fluent English, everything. I'm not afraid to say that that's, you know, the route I'm going because it's a very normal thing a to do of, these days. Yeah, a lot of people do. I've yeah. heard that. Major companies you call, I've been doing it for years, right? You know, like the call centers over, you know, when you're, but she, you know, she's actually great. She's a part of my team. She like, has an email, everything. Really? Re- yeah, I can, I'll show you the way, man. It's, it's a fantastic way of, uh, of, of de, you know, doing life. And, you know, you have to have a, like a written policy system that that's going to take you some time to right. build it out. But once Meaning you have like, like the things that need to be done. Yeah. Like if this, then that, right. So if somebody wants oh. to, what's the process, right? So, sure. so once you build out that process, well, now you can, now it's trainable. So right now, if you hired one, if you hired a virtual assistant, any assistant and you don't have it written out, so it's, it's going to be very worthwhile to come up with your system now and your systematic approach. And that way, when you bring on the VA, it could be someone here locally. Cause you know, for you, you might want to have somebody locally that's like, can do a bunch of like, you know, a little bit of photo stuff. I mean, kind of a little like a hodgepodge yeah, of everything. I need it all. Yep. Or you do it the route because it's, you know, you gotta remember they're, they're, they're never gonna be physically present, but they can handle a lot of the things you know, you can share your photo, your photos, right. And they can choose which one they want to use and share and create a post for you. Dude, I mean, even that, uh, I actually got together with my fiance and we had a serious talk. I'm like, look, I need help. And at the time she was uh, looking to get a raise from her, her job and she was asking for a certain number and and I was pretty confident saying, babe, you're, you're not going to get that. So let's sit down. Let's have a serious talk because I highly recommend that if he, if, if your boss does not give you that. It's not worth it, first of all, to work for him. Second of all, just come to this side. Yeah. Help me out because yeah, you're that, my partner and we can do a lot more like traveling because literally. Well, that's like Reezy right now, like my girlfriend, you know. That's amazing. Yeah, she she's in school full time, but it's online one day a week in class, you know, you in, the, in the evenings. And it was like her job was like a, a, it was, you know, restaurant industry. It was, you know, it was fun. It was cool, all that. But it was tons of hours, plus he had school, and it's like, 
look, I'd rather struggle right now for a little bit, get through like right. that, or or like you know that way at least we're hanging out. Yeah, and I wrote down we we actually I took it to dinner, and we actually wrote down twenty two things that take me away from having a guitar in my hand or a paintbrush in my hand. Yeah, which is what makes you money. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, because you can't automate yourself. You know? No, I can't. <laughs> you know? So, dude, I and and it's a frustrating thought as an artist and a musician. I'm like, man, if I can take that six hours a day of posting and keeping up with books and updating websites and doing all these things. Oh yeah, I'll. And then just just plug it in over here and yeah, have I'll help, Peyton, I'll, my fiance, do yeah. that, bro. I, and I'm willing to pay. It's yeah, not yeah. like I'm it's like, hey, free. yeah, hey, baby, yeah. I, I mean, I'll walk around in these assless chaps for you for an hour a day. <laughs> Let's go, maybe two hours if, you, <laughs> yeah, if you're I'll lucky. give you. I'll give you a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone likes the bonus, but um, uh, money helps too. Yeah. And I, you know, so I mean, offline, I could definitely, you know. I've been doing, you know, business stuff for a long time. We've got lots of, like, systems and hacks and stuff. Dude, that, I, I need your help. That allows me to be here right now at a podcast studio while right. we have a whole operation running, you know? Well, and here's the thing, too. I mean, for the past three years, I've been making, you know, over, over the six-figure mark. Yeah, it's great, man. And so, dude, I can quadruple five times 10x all yep. of this stuff if I had the help. Oh yeah. So so now I just really gotta I I gotta take that leap of faith. Yeah, I really do. Well, you call it the swan dive the other the, night. The swan dive. Yeah, I need a swan dive into getting the yeah. assistant or 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 a few of them right yeah. off the bat. I mean, because you're going to be more effective in life. Like, so I'm more effective now that we I have Arlene. She's you know on on the payroll and um, uh, Reezy helps out with some of the stuff. And now I'm able to focus more on building solid relationships, community board memberships, all these things that yes. really, that's what I, I'm, I'm the sales role of the business and Richie does all of the operations side, right? And we have systems for everything. We're trying to get better because we started the company, then five years later, there's pandemics, all these things we went through. So now we're really right. trying to dial in how, you know, even the stuff that we currently have that makes life easier because we can even be better you can always be better and so always. i'm always just trying to like take the wheels off and put them back on you know and, and just you know rotating the tires and just always working on all these improvements and I, there's there's so many hacks that i have that like allow me to have so much freedom mm -hmm. and still have a very i mean we're you know damn near sold out all the time on containers and refrigerators and all that stuff that's amazing so the, it was all processes you know and is having good systems in place oh, i need that i need that and uh you know back to you, you you mentioned the word product and you know i fully realized that as the artist musician like i am the product yeah so i need to be out there doing what i need to do and all this other stuff so my doctor has nurses you know right e even my mentor i, I have a couple of mentors but yeah um, one of my main mentors is just like, you do not need to be doing any of that stuff. Not in today's age. Like, what are you doing? And and it just it just has me thinking. But again, I, I need to just swan dive into it. Yeah. You know, and and put those systems in place. Yeah, I'll tell you when to jump though. You know, we'll we'll 
<laughs> well, well, <laughs> I'll help you. I'll help I'm you, guy. Yeah, I mean, as, as a friend, I'd be happy to like you know show you what I do and, and all the things and and you, just build it out. You'll help me swan dive into the water, not into the rocks. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, everyone could jump, you know, but it's not always a pretty landing. You know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you want the, the, the little splash, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know. Ta-da. <laughs> Which I just got a vision of the movie Coneheads. Remember? Oh, <laughs> dude. When she does that, when her head does the perfect dive. <laughs> yep. Yep. I actually just recently saw that. Believe it or not, like. <laughs> Like last year. Wow. Which that yeah, movie that's was pretty recent. That know? movie was like early 90s. Yeah, 25, 30 years old. Yeah. That's amazing. great. I miss those movies. So, Sergio, what's the best way for you know, the audience out there to follow you, track you, like you, subscribe to you, hire you? Yeah, I think, I think the uh, most well rounded uh, platform is Instagram because I do post on a daily basis and post uh, all of my art. Music and personal life. So, uh, what's the handle? Sergio's Art and Music. Sergio's Art and Music Instagram. All one word, yeah. And your website? Uh, Sergio'sFineArt.com and then SergioGutierrezMusic.com. And do you have any gigs coming up, shows coming up? Because I've seen you over at uh, Moonshine. You got you play at the house band. Aaron Brownwood's your buddy over there, too. Yeah, yeah, Mutual yeah. Mutual friend. Oh, dude, that, those, those gigs are incredible. So, yeah, we have, we have those shows coming up. Um, Let's see. So Thanksgiving. When is Thanksgiving, by the way? I think it's the 24th-ish. Okay, 24th-ish. So if Somewhere that's Thursday, then we're there that Friday and then Saturday. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah, but, that's going to be a great show. That's Everyone's in town. It's oh, always dude, the best. Yes, yes. And the I, night before Thanksgiving is a fun one. That's why I go to Hoolies and Rancho San Diego. Oh, yeah. And people are just in party mode. Yeah. Party mode. All so. you have to eat and you don't have to bring any presents. It's my favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to get dressed up. There's nothing you have to do. Like, I am responsible. Eat and be lazy. Yeah, I'm res- I mean, the, the ladies in the kitchen got to do a lot of cooking and things. <laughs> but for me, I just show up and eat and get drunk and pass out on the couch watching football. And nobody gives you a hard time for it. It's amazing. It's pretty much the only day you can do that without getting a hard time <laughs> thrown at you. Well, well, Sergio, thanks so much for coming on the show today. I'm super happy to have you as a friend. And it looks like we have some homework assignments to work on after this. Absolutely. But everyone can find you at Sergio's Art and Music on Instagram. Yep. And Sergio'sFineArt.com. Yep. And Sergio Gutierrez Music.com. Sergio Gutierrez Music.com. <laughs>